Hi again. We've an interest in you and your business, so we're running these weekday lunchtime business talks. Let's see how together uh, we can put the Bible back into business. Uh, and today, uh, with it being a bright sunny uh, day, I took the opportunity to move out from the office as such, uh, out into the open space, uh, as I know there, there are many in the farming community uh, who are just trying to uh, clear up the remainder of the harvest. My name is Trevor Boyd and I'm the minister here in First Row Freiland Presbyterian Church and you can find out more about us by visiting our YouTube channel. Today we're going to be thinking about a subject that will be relevant while humanity exists. It's relevant inside and outside of business. It affects both men and women. The subject is that of sexual purity. We're going to learn from this man Joseph about sexual purity and to do that we're going to read a few verses together and we're going to turn to Genesis 39 and it's verses 7 to 12 and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said lie with me but he refused and said to his master's wife look my master does not know what is with me in the house and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was, as he spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. Joseph lived in Potiphar's house and God's favour was very much on Joseph. Joseph was blessed. Uh, and he was blessed to such an extent that Joseph was now put in charge of the entire household of Potiphar. We remember that Joseph was young. He, he was probably in his early 20s. He was successful, even though we would view him as a slave. Uh, and he was developing as a young man uh, and very physically attractive. And it wasn't long before the boss's wife, Mrs. Potiphar, uh, could see this for herself. And she attempted to seduce this young man to go to bed with her. In some ways, Mrs. P was a bit like a purring cat saying to Joseph, not just once, come to bed with me. Now, you may have already encountered that sort of situation in your life. It's the world that we live in. There is so much sexual temptation. There is so much sexual overtone. And it is something which, if it affects us or gets a grip on us, it can result in strained business relationships. If we flirt or we have a fling with someone else in the workplace, uh, or if it doesn't cause strained business relationships and working relationships, it will at least cause an awkwardness in daily work. Today, in the world of business, in the world of TV, and even in the world of church, men and women are failing all around us 
in their sexual purity. A list of people have lost their jobs and there are some who have lost their businesses because of sexualization, because of sexual temptation. There are those who are in jail for sexual harassment, manipulation and misuse of women or children. Pastors, priests and spiritual leaders sadly are also being charged with sexual molestation and abuse and affairs. Moral failure has always been with us and moral failure sadly will always be with us in this generation and in the next. And yet if we stop and pause and look at our time and look at our generation it has literally gone viral and that with devastating effects. Joseph refused Potiphar's wife even after persistent multiple advances. He refused even to be around her. Joseph's reasons for not sleeping with Potiphar's wife are worthwhile for us to remember and they're recorded for us in Genesis 39, that chapter we read from in verses 8 and 9. And basically Joseph says, no, Mrs. Potiphar, I can't sleep with you because it's dishonouring to you, you're a married woman. He's saying, I can't sleep with Mrs. Potiphar because it would be an insult to my boss. He's saying, spiritually, I can't sin or I, I can't uh, lie with Mrs. Potiphar because it's a sin against God. Uh, and if you, if you want to put that in the context of the Ten Commandments, it was stealing. Joseph was being enticed to steal something, to take something that was not his. He was being enticed to commit adultery with Potiphar's wife and that would have been both wicked and sinful. It would have been a sin against God. It would have a devastating effect on human relationships. But Joseph could see that it was important to bear in mind what God thought about the situation. And that's good advice and good practice for us. And ultimately, Potter's wife became so aggressive in her advances that it ended up that Joseph had to run from her. And scripture actually gives us this very advice. If we find ourselves in that type of situation, the letter of Corinthians in chapter 6 says, flee from sexual immorality. Second Timothy says, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. So when we are faced with sexual temptation, whatever shape or form, wherever place that comes, the word of God says to us, flee, run, get out of there, remove yourself from the situation. Yet often though, the reality is that we're more inclined to stay. We're more inclined to continue to look at those websites, to stare at those images, to watch those movies, to build that emotional relationship with someone other than our spouses and there are many other situations like that. Indeed when we read the Bible we discover that there were many in the Bible 
just as there is in life today who have done the very same thing they have stayed too long they have fallen foul and they have given in to the temptation but here we have the example of Joseph and Joseph's example is to run or to flee from the temptation and we could stop and we could say well look you know what made Joseph so strong what made Joseph resist this temptation why was Joseph's story different from so many others in the same situation you know whenever someone seduces you it's quite tempting and it's attractive and it feels good at the time and, and that was the same and that was true for Joseph and his situation but yet one of the things that made Joseph different was that he took he took comfort from God's instruction uh, and he acted like Daniel uh, acted, acted later in the Bible and Daniel's case Daniel said in chapter 1 verse 8 he resolved not to defile himself he was resolved not to defile himself for four reasons and this was Joseph's approach to the situation Joseph was convinced that his relationship with God mattered most and he put the relationship with God above the relationship with humans Joseph was convinced that God's standards exist for good for the good not only of the individual but the good of those around and Joseph was also convinced that tempting as it was sin's pleasures are only for a moment they do not last they are fleeting and so Joseph was convinced that if he was controlled self-controlled and did the right thing he was convinced that a greater reward lay ahead of him uh, and sometimes we're quite quick in life and in business just to go for the quick kill just to get what we can uh, and then move on we're not thinking about the long term or the future we're not planning uh, as we thought about Joseph uh, last week and planning and scripture uh, the Bible it's, it's full of accounts of real men and women who feel morally but it's also encouragingly full of success stories like that of Joseph's and in life in many ways we need a balance of both we need those who are failures those who are successes so that we can be taught and we can learn from them we can learn from the failures of others and at the same time we can be inspired by the courage and the strength and the face of those who have gone before us who have faced these same things it is possible it is possible to resist temptation and it is worth it today's generation sadly is well put it this way at least it has a greater content of fornication and adultery than many generations before us sexual scenes are displayed across society as we've said our computer monitors are easily polluted with them sexual impurity is present in business it's present in how we sometimes conduct our relationships with one another and it's certainly present in how products are being advertised to consumers too often advertising has been sexualized to sell products and so I ask you in business today business people business owners 
advertisers, product producers, will this be the time when the business community stands for greater sexual purity in the workplace? Sexual purity in the workplace will lead to better working relationships, it will lead to better home life and it will lead to a more wholesome society. We can, we can have profit and market share but surely we don't want that at any price and surely we don't want that profit and that market share on the back of sexual advertising and sexual impurity. So I leave those thoughts with you to ponder about Joseph and sexual purity and our own lives and sexual purity. So thanks again for tuning in and to keep exploring more about Joseph, hit the subscribe button and we'll see you in the same place, same time next week.